Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. Chuck is coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. Appreciate you listening to us on 910 The Fan in Richmond. And we are streaming live on the Odyssey app. You can take us on the go. Listen to us wherever you are with that Odyssey app. It's fantastic. You can also watch us on the Monumental Sports Network brought to you by Crop Metcalf, official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. I'm JP, joined by Johnny Cakesawville and mm-hmm. Eric Bickle. Quick update on my uh, pink eye. Huh, yes. Doctor told Jess it's not pink eye. Oh, really? Don't know what it is. Mm. Now, she has like two eyes that are bloodshot. Mine's like on the road to recovery, mm. but I guess we have some different form of conjunctivitis. Unnamed I don't know. eye affliction going on over there. Mm. Yeah. All right. Kevin McCarthy joins us every Friday at this time. Our entertainment reporter for Fox 5 that does movies, and he's gotten into sports lately, especially <laughs> the NFL. What's up, Kevin? Keep sleeping Jordan Love. He's a little bit silly. I thought you were a Zach Wilson guy. Now you're a Jordan Love guy. If we asked Kevin who Jordan Love was, he couldn't have told you what sport he played. Nothing. Now he's his biggest fan. Do you know who Kevin Love is? I want to get your depths of sports fandom. No 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 idea. Impossible. Isn't Kevin Love a basketball player? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well, was he in a movie? Was Kevin Love in a movie? Not sure. I mean, he might have been in the Space Jam reboot with know. LeBron. I have no yeah. idea. I don't think anybody saw that movie, but yeah. sure. Hey, maybe. Cakes. Hey, hey, Cakes, when you went to bed last night, was Baker Mayfield under your pillow when you were sleeping <laughs> on him last night? I always sleep on Baker Mayfield. So, yes. <laughs> the answer to that is yes. Keep sleeping. <laughs> so, you were in L.A., right, for the Critics' Choice Awards? Yeah, you know what's funny, and and all joking aside, so I've been telling you guys all season, I've been watching, I've been like legit watching the NFL, and what's funny is over the years, I don't know, like over the years I've been like, you know, going to the Critics' Choice Awards, they always land, I think, around like NFL playoff or wildcard weekends, and I'll never forget because every single time I go out to one of these shows, like you guys would, or somebody would joke around, like Kevin, there's football on this weekend. What do you? What do you? That's mm-hmm. no, nothing's more important than that. And I remember, uh, like, this was the first year that I actually felt that pressure. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was because I, I always go to the Critics Choice Awards, and I don't, I never watched you know football as emotionally and and technically as I have this season in terms of like watching as many games as I have, and so. I felt it for the first time. I was like, I'm traveling this weekend. I'm like missing parts of the game. Like I was trying to watch the Eagles game and I had to go to like a bar to find the game somewhere. So to be honest with you, one of the cool things that I love about watching the NFL was trying to make a time, make time to watch it around my schedule. And it was just cool to like pop into a bar and watch, you know, that Eagles game or watch, you know, watch these games this weekend. He's experiencing so. as like a 40-year-old man what we all yeah. did yeah. like when we were in high school. Who do you watch the games with? I, I, I hesitate to ask a follow-up question, but okay. do you have some buddies that you're watching the NFL with or is it pretty much a solo pursuit? And listen, I know you guys get Rick when I when I bring up football, and I, 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 think, I know it's understandable because I, I hadn't watched it a lot prior to this season, but I watched it alone, honestly, JP. I mean, like okay. I – 
Like he's got nothing, I, watch, I watch most games he's alone. He's got nothing going on. It's a on. lonely pursuit. I yeah. watch most games. Yeah, I mean, my yeah. wife will walk by, but she's not into the games. Do you currently own like a dog or anything? No, it's not that I have nothing going on. I just I I think because I travel a, a lot for work. Well, no, I travel a lot for work and I watch a lot of movies. But I think how about fish? Know, Get some fish. He's got to take care of him. How's he going to take care of him? He's on the road yeah, all the time. He's always out. Yeah. He, he would need to go like to some sort of app to have people come and feed his fish. All right, I, I, I threw the softball about the Critics' Choice Awards for you to talk about the Critics' Choice Awards. I don't, yeah. Do you have anything to offer there? I'm just no. upset about Nick Sirianni, man. I mean, I, 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 it's, it's let's, be, let's be honest. The Critics' Choice Awards <laughs> has to be way down on like. I'm yeah, but isn't that where he flirted with uh, awards, Jessica no. Chastain back in the day? It was one of those accessible I mean, I award shows. I think it's the Gold Globes. It's no, I think it was the Critics' Choice. I have some stories. I have some stories. All right, so so this particular so the Critics' Choice Awards I've been going to. Um, you know, I, it's funny. Like when I first started on y'all's show. Um, I used to watch this show, the Critics' Choice Awards, and like wish I could be there someday. Because mm-hmm. when you're in this room, and I've said this before in your show, it's it's almost an outer body surreal experience. Like one minute, you're that now, again, I'm going to mention like you know like like one minute you're walking by Robert De Niro, and the next minute you're walking by Billy Eilish or Dua Lipa, mm-hmm. and it's like it's like it's, it's crazy. It's I get how it. In, insane it is and like honestly like to, like the older i get the more introverted i've become i used to be really really extroverted i was like really, like outgoing like like walking up to everybody and like mm-hmm. you know that's kind of how i got on your show i walked up to jp one day and and so now i just kind of like sit in that room and kind of just take it all in so like I'll, i end up in the weirdest circumstances like at one point i went out for a commercial break and i was waiting in line with leonardo dicaprio mm-hmm. and so like dicaprio and i are just like it's just him and i waiting on this like stair does he recognize you did from you have interview? your ticket stub because you had just done the ticket stub bit with him <laughs> so, about his career arc with martin scorsese so here's the thing, like one of the things that I've learned over the years is really how to read people <laughs> um, and mm-hmm. in the sense of like knowing when and when not to go up to somebody. And in that situation, like DiCaprio is like, like, how, how can I explain it? You're, like, you, you're leaving, you leave the show during a commercial break and they have like, because you're at an airport hangar mm-hmm. called the Barker Hangar and outside the, the actual show are like RV setups of like bathrooms that they've like wheeled that they've driven in for the show itself and so you have to wait kind of on a staircase to enter the bathrooms and so i go out there and yeah dicaprio is just chilling the coolest part so did he recognize you remember you or no no so he so here's how it works like when you walk up he's already facing the bathroom the dude he didn't bother him the 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 answer is he didn't want to bother him so he didn't talk Right, and so, but I'm standing there, and I'm I'm about to to, to answer your question. I was gonna say something, and I and, and the read of it was, it's not the time, not the time. And then all of a sudden, Good. Jesse Jesse Plemons walks out of the. I don't know who that door. is. Jesse Plemons is his co-star from Killers of the Flower Moon. Don't know that. Know, like, he was in Breaking Bad. Bad. You don't Fat know that, Damon. <laughs> um. Anyway, so he he's been in a bunch of it. movies. You might recognize him. <laughs> Yeah, you fat know Matt name. Damon from what? That no, he looks like Matt Damon, but he's a little fat, chubbier. Fat he's actually he's actually super skinny um, now. Um, he, I think he was heavier for a while for a role. Um, but no, but the, so that's the kind of circumstance I'm talking about. Like he, so they were in a movie together. So Jesse Plemons walks out of the door, 
they make a joke and hug it out or whatever. And then like, and then, you know, they, they, they say hello to each other and then, you know, we, we enter the bathroom and then like a normal thing and then leave. So it was just kind of like a, like, that's how weird it is. And so like at one point, like I'm talking to Robert Downey Jr. in the same area before the show. Big time. Uh, I'm telling you, it is, it's actually, I'm not going to lie to you. It's actually stressful. Uh, and it sounds crazy for people like think, oh, you're around all these celebrities. It must be amazing. It's actually very nerve wracking. I, I think of Howard Stern a lot because like Stern talks a lot about like anxiety and like things like that. And like how, how he hates having like big people over his house because he doesn't know how to talk to people sometimes. That's kind of how I'm getting. Like, I don't really, I don't know how to approach people like that. I now. think the better, I think the better move it. is just avoid them. Right. Just give them I'm their with, space. You don't have to have that conversation. Just, yeah, but he gets nerd tears nod. by being there. So you didn't really, um, what were your takeaways? I know that Succession won a bunch of awards for TV. I saw Karen Culkin uh, win. Yeah. I, I get confused. I think he probably won Critics' Choice and Golden Globes. Yeah, um, well, yeah, I mean, like, like I'm so, in during the show, I'm sitting, I'm sitting right behind Meg Ryan and David Duchovny. So like they're basically my seatmates. Like they're, they're like I could reach out my arm and and, and grab uh, Meg Ryan's seat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm in this area. And the cool part about where I was sitting, JP, is like a lot of the people who were nominated that were either winning and or on camera prior to the nomination were being shown in my area. So like Robert Downey Jr. was probably. I don't know, ten feet from my from me, and John John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. So, are you, you like know, during commercial breaks, like taking pictures and all that? I used to, and that was the thing is like I used to. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is probably the tenth show I've been to, and so it's funny. Like now that I'm talking about, it, I'm like, oh, I should have walked around and mm-hmm. taken more photos. But I don't know. It, it, it's kind of I just kind of wanted to be a part of the room. I mean, I, I'm a critic. I've, I've been a Critics Choice member for years. I'm a voting member. Um, I'm not trying to sound like I'm jaded. I'm not trying to sound like I don't, I didn't care. It's more of like, I just wanted to be in the room and part of it. And so it's like, it's good. Good for you. Sounds like you matured a little bit. Well, like at one point I'm sitting in my seat. The cool part about it is people come, people see you that, that, you know, cause everyone's walking around taking photos and everyone's, you know, nobody came up to you and asked for a photo. No, no, actually, a couple, two, two people did that. Watched my stuff, but there was, but that was a whole situation. Okay. But like, at one point, Tom Holland, who right. plays Spider Man, clocked me from, a, you know, a, 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 you know, a couple tables away, and came over and, and like, and we like hugged, and then he left. What do you and mean, so, like, clocked Tom, you? Tom Holland came over to Kevin. Clocked me, meaning that, like, so he. Uh, I'll, I've never heard that. What happened was. He was getting clocked means like um like they see you like and and then yeah I don't know isn't am I, maybe I'm using the wrong he term. spotted you I've never and heard came that over. term ever but that, hey because when I hear clocked it's like yeah he knocked you. somebody out yeah I thought he like hit you on the back <laughs> of the head or something oh no okay I'm sorry he's the wrong word but, but but long story short like I he was getting up to leave and then I think we we caught each other's eyes because I've interviewed him since he was a kid for that movie, the impossible came out like, I don't know, probably 10 or 11 years ago. And so sometimes when you, when you get these actors at a younger age, they specifically will remember you and your, their their whole career. So like, it was just, it was very brief. So he just came up and said, Hey Kevin, how are you? He didn't even say my name. It, like he, he, it's like he saw me. He goes like, "Hey, what's up?" And then we walked towards each other, hugged, and left. It was very, like, it was very. It's a weird. You guys bit. had a nice moment. The weird. It's bit. good. I mean, he's seen the guy. No, you know, sounds like that guy. Sounds like he's times. a decent guy. No, no, yeah, that's what I'm trying to explain. Like, yeah, that's how casual it was. Like, oh, Tom yeah. Holland's a super nice dude. It's like, and 
but you have to think about like Tom Holland. Like I've watched him go from like a kid who wasn't like super famous to now he's everywhere in the news. And like, you know, him, the connection he has now with Zendaya, it's kind of blown him up into a, a, a fame level. And especially with the Marvel stuff and playing Spider-Man that I can tell that he, that, you know, it, it's a lot for someone, especially that age to take that much fame at once. So, I don't know. Like you start to understand why people are the way they are. That's kind of how I do my interviews. Like I I start to learn like how a person wants to talk. It took me, I don't know, five times to figure Harrison Ford out. Like I took, like my first five Harrison Ford interviews were just not good. He seems kind of grumpy. He seems like a crusty, grumpy guy. What's the show he does right now? It's pretty good. It's on Apple TV oh, with uh, Jason Siegel. Yeah, Jason Siegel. Can't think yeah, of it. Shrinking? There. Shrinking, that's yeah, it. Shrinking. Yeah, they were there. It was it was a good show. Oppenheimer won everything. So, it, 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 you know, I was happy. All so. right, so we have Kevin McCarthy on to talk movies. You haven't talked any movies other than you just made an Oppenheimer reference. I was told <laughs> that there's two movies the junkies might be interested in. Tell us about American fiction and Zone of Interest. All right, guys, the zone of interest, I don't even know where to begin with this. Um, This is one of the most important films I've seen just because of the perspective it gives on the situation, but it's also one of the most disturbing, and I will never see it again. Um, But it's one of the best films I've seen in a long time. Um, And the plot line for this is, it's horrifying. So the the entire movie takes place from the subjective view of a family of a Nazi commandant and his family, his wife and his kids who live in a house outside the walls of Auschwitz. And it's during world war two, obviously. And so the, the, the thing that makes the movie so disturbing is they, they put you in this house with this family who is having like, the, the family is like, like the kids are being raised. The father's reading books to his kids at night before he goes, before they go to bed, the father and mother are having arguments. And then outside their walls, you can hear people screaming and like, and, and, and whatever, you know, all the horrible gunshots, furnaces, all of that. It's terrible. So like, you'll, you'll have the family in, in their garden. And then on the other side of the garden, like you're dealing with some of the most horrific things that have ever happened in our history. And I think the the point of the film was to put you and like, this is the crazy part about it. Like imagine like being within a family's home and you're listening to the conversations that are surrounding the most, one of the most horrific things that's ever happened in our history. So like at one point, like the, the commandant has to switch locations and he's arguing with his wife about having to move to do a different job, but within the World War II and Holocaust aspect of the story. And it's so deeply disturbing, but also so interesting to kind of just be in that perspective. What makes it so disturbing is they never, they never show you, they, you never enter the camp. Um, you are on this side the whole time. And I think that subjective storytelling is so I, I just never seen anything like that. Hey, like, Kevin, hold on. Unless the, I'm a donk, I think it's commandant. So yes. you don't sound like a donk going forward instead of saying commandant. commandant. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, no, I'm, that's I'm, fine. I just I'm no, no. just I'm just pointing that out. All right, so what no, is I'm, your rating there? You give it a five? And thank you for clearing that up. Sure. I, I, like, I, no, I, I sometimes like I, I'll have a brain fart and say <laughs> and say a word the wrong way. So I'm 
Thank, no, thank you, because no I know worries. that someone, someone's going to send me a mean comment. It's say, all good. You're an idiot. You said the word wrong. Thank What's your rating, um, Kevin? Movies a five out of five. Ooh, five yeah. out of five. All right, quickly give us uh, the the lowdown on American Fiction. You know what? Start with your rating. What did you give American Fiction? Uh, four and a half. Um, all right, tell us about it. Jeffrey Wright. So this is a this is a really really great film. So Jeffrey Wright basically plays an author um, who's uh, who's essentially, and this is what they what he's told in the book. He's a published. He's an author who's trying to write a book, and the publishing company is essentially saying, "No, we want you to write a black book." And Jeffrey Wright's character is like, no, I am an author and I am black. And this is the story that I want to tell. And the, the movie focuses around the idea of the publishers trying to write, trying to get him to write a quote unquote stereotypical black book. And so one day he ends up just jokingly writing something that falls into that category. The publishers end up weirdly liking it and they publish it and it becomes a number one bestseller. And the problem is, is that he was writing it ironically, not seriously. And so the, the movie centers around this story of an author who essentially wrote a book that he didn't want to write. He wrote it as a joke that became a huge popular book, ironically. And it's also about his family life and the storyline behind the scenes. And Jeffrey Wright is incredible. DC Sterling guy, Brown. by the way. Yeah. Yep. I'm telling you, this movie is great. It's funny. It touches on a lot of interesting topics about the way media portrays certain stories, specifically black stories, because like that's the point of the film. He's like, I don't want to write about the things that you think that we should be writing about in terms of the stereotypical stories about black stories. That's what Jeffrey Wright's character's point is. And he's like, no, I want to write about the stories that I'm telling and I'm, and I'm black and I'm an author. That's, that's what I'm giving you. All right, and so, so I think that's kind of the, the, it's a great film and I'm speaking from Wright's perspective and his character's perspective, but it's fantastic. It's so four, four and, and a half for yeah. American fiction, five for zone of interest. Kevin, yep. enjoy the games. You've got Ravens Texans at four thirty tomorrow. That leads it off. Yeah, you guys. Uh, oh yeah, cake. Is CJ Stroud under under your pillow as well? You sleeping on him? <laughs> I don't sleep on CJ Stroud's silliness. <laughs> I know he's silly. All right, Kevin. Leave, have a good weekend, buddy. On Baker Mayfield. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that that guy. He's he's, he's working on sports. He's quit kind of the papa, papa, papa yeah, bits. Yeah. And all those bits, which I I'd retired go, after I'd rather you go back to 20 that. years. Then, now it's the NFL. Talk bit. about sleeping on Baker Mays. Shoot a jumper. I forget what else. We throw a like football. Tennis. I think we had him play yeah. tennis. Yeah. All right. Coming up next, we're going to get into the Twitter beef between Jay Gruden and RG3. It has continued. That's next here on the Junkies. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. Chucky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. 
910 The Fan in Richmond. You can listen to us on the go on the Odyssey app. Watch us on the Monumental Sports Network. It is a football Friday driven by your local Honda dealer. We'll get into the matchups here a little bit later in the program. But you had a Twitter beef, which started earlier in the week, Hmm. that extended into yesterday between Jay Gruden and RG3. Brian Mitchell got in the middle of it for a while, but the initial tweet had nothing to do with RG3, had nothing to do with the commanders. It was Jay Gruden as an analyst talking about the Eagles not protecting Jalen Hurts More than and not anything, being prepared. It was Jay being a fan. Jay yeah. was just watching the games as a fan. Yeah. But I, he has insight because he's a sure. former head coach and offense coordinator and quarterback. Right. So he knows what he's talking about. And he said that Jalen Hurts was taking these hits, I'm paraphrasing now, that they weren't prepared for the blitz, mm-hmm. which, by the way, Todd Bowles is known for as a defensive coordinator as being a guy who's heavy on blitzing, and the Eagles weren't prepared. Well, then RG3 inserted himself with kind of a goofy picture, like, because he, because Jay threw in, I apologize if I ever put any yeah. of my quarterbacks through this. And I'm guessing mm-hmm. there's there's no way that Jay Gruden thought that this thing would mushroom cloud into what it's become at no. this point. So he probably didn't have any idea. So when he threw in that apology at the end of his analysis, RG3, in a kind of a goofy manner, took a picture of himself lowering his glasses, saying, I think he said, say what, or something like that. Um, or that was the implication. And then that started the back and forth. I'm not quite sure how Brian Mitchell got into the middle of it with Jay. I think that's a sidebar issue. But then it kind of reignited yesterday with tweets that have since been deleted. But Jay Gruden, in a nutshell, says to Robert, hey, you just weren't good enough. Kirk was better. Cleveland didn't want you. Baltimore didn't want you. And then he deleted, now, those that. He are deleted kind of, that tweet. Now, those are kind of low blows. You can say it's funny, but that's a low blow. I he went to a different team. Fair. I was disappointed he deleted it. I, I was actually disappointed he deleted it. I didn't think it was below the belt. Because I think Robert is starting this whole thing. I mean, it was, it was Robert that reignited picking and picking it. Picking yeah. and Robert, picking Robert put out like right. a two-minute-long video right. and tagged tag- Jay Gruden. So, He's attacking Jay Gruden him. really wants to talk. I'm not going to cuss the man out. I'm not going to call him outside of his name. But what I am going to do is tell you guys the truth. And the truth of the matter is there is a moment in D.C. that is vividly remembered. Jay Gruden went to a press conference and he undressed me at that press conference in a way that a coach should never undress his starting quarterback. Can you pause that for a second? It was a- He's pretty accurate there. Most coaches do not go into the detail, which Jay did in that press where he's like, he took three-step drops when it should have been a one-step drop. He took three-step drops when it should have been a five-step drop. I would drop. argue this. Coaches though. don't. Coaches don't Wasn't do that refreshing? to their players. Wasn't it refreshing? No, no, I would argue that it's it's vividly remembered by RG3 and maybe by Jay Gruden. I think everybody else has gotten past it. They've gotten like, past it, but I do remember it. I and remember it, made, it too, but it's like, it actually made uh, me like, like 10 or 12 Jay. years later, like two or three people care about it. That right? may be true, but I think we'd all acknowledge coaches don't throw their players ge- under the bus like they that. They generally don't, no. but he was fed up. He It wasn't like he came out of the blue. He was fed up. Robert was underperforming. 
Uh, there was a lot of complaining, and it was on the heels of Robert saying, you know, Aaron Rodgers and all these guys, they they can't play great if the guys around them don't play great. You know? I understand that, but so I'm just, I wanted to pause it there. He was kind of standing up for his guys. I wanted to pause it there because, for example, this year, Sam Howell was benched. Now, ultimately, ended up starting in every game. Mm-hmm. But Ron Rivera didn't go to the podium and started going into detail on, well, Sam threw over here, but he should have thrown over there. Sam took five steps. He should have only taken There's three no steps. no question that what Jay did was unusual. Absolutely. I loved it, but it was certainly unusual. You and- loved it also because by that point, you started as an RG3 fan. By that point, you were fed up. and Correct. It was fun to you. Correct. That's true. 100%. All right, you can play the rest of RG3. It was after a game, and I said in the press conference that the best players in the NFL have the guys around them play at an extremely high level. No one is out there doing it on their own. Now the the media pundits and everyone took that and said, RG3 threw his teammates under the bus. And I had to eat that for a long time because Jay didn't back me in the media the next day. He doubled down on it. Uh, and, and actually picked me apart in the media. But what people don't know is that the only reason I went to that press conference and said what I said to challenge my teammates through that press conference was because Jay Gruden asked me to do that. What hurt me about that was the fact that after I did that in the press conference, not only did Jay Gruden not have my back, but he actually burned me with it. He came out the next day and burned me in the media. He came out the next day in a meeting in our team meeting room and burned me in front of my own teammates. Took accountability for what I said. He was taken out, of con- taken out of context and apologized to my teammates in the front of that team meeting. Now, Jay, knowing that he had asked me to do that and still went to the media and tore me down to the media, even in that room, it's the fact that he has zero self-awareness and zero integrity. Because even though he asked me to do something, he didn't have the balls to have my back. I just don't know if I buy it. I'm sure there's some <laughs> truth to it on some level. Like he maybe said, hey, hold your guys accountable, you know, but I don't know. So I got ahead of myself. So RG3 puts out the video. Then Jay starts taking the shots about RG3's right. play. His Correct. first response was, I believe, you really want to play this game? Right. Which apparently is a pattern because DJ Swearinger has sent out these texts. Well, this was like three if years you believe ago. It. I know, but... I believe Jay Gruden texted him a very similar phrase if you look at it. Well, yeah, that might was, be his go-to line. I think it was line. because DJ was complaining in the press. If you remember the the issues. Uh, and Jay didn't like it. I don't know. Listen. Jay wrote to him in this, if you believe it. Want to play. Let's bleeping play. <laughs> right. Right. I think Jay should have been above it all. RG3 shouldn't have inserted himself the first time. Robert created this whole thing yesterday. He went on an attack I understand day. that, but Jay's got to be above it. He, what Jay did was mild. And he took shots he was at mild. Cleveland and Baltimore, and then he mild. deleted them. Shouldn't have deleted So I believe it. he's right that Kirk was better than RG3. It's been proven out. One guy's still in the league. That's not even debatable. And one's not. It's not even debatable. I don't even think. Listen, if somebody. Listen, I, I try to stay away from Twitter beefs, believe it or not. <laughs> Um, but if somebody puts out a two-minute hit video on me that the whole country's seeing, I might be snarky in my re- in my reply. And I think that's what Jay was. You're just playing golf out. You're probably at least going to defend yourself. You're not. You're not just going to let it just roll off. I your mean, back. maybe you can, 
But Maybe. I actually think Jay should put the tweet back up. Right. There was nothing low blow about it. it was, I, I, I see. I interpret it. I think the low blow. He didn't have to throw in the Cleveland and Baltimore. It did shots. make me laugh when he took that down, and then he then he then he went back and he said, "Go race a pigeon." Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> Best tweet of the day, of as far as I'm concerned. Jay Gruden's winning Twitter. Yeah, I mean that was that He's was a, a good, superstar. That was a good Twitter. response. That did make me chuckle. Go race another pigeon. Yeah. I, I saw with one the of the video. comments that said, "Robert Jay's cooking you with less words and worse grammar." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Jay, if I'm going to put a tweet out, I look at it five times to make sure there's no yeah, weird typos. Jay, is Jay just, doesn't care. Jay's got sloppy thumbs. <laughs> right. just, He's definitely just doing fires it on his yeah. yeah. But Jay, that pigeon The pigeon video is great. was hilarious. <laughs> I just Very put up funny. the uh, Junkies poll of the day brought to you by Van Meter Homes, and I think I know where it's going to go. Um, but... It's who's siding on Team J? Clearly, EB's on Team, on team J, J on this. or Team RG three. I think both should have been above it all after the first tweet. Of course, the first tweet, Jay was just minding his own business, making a comment about a game. Jay's innocent in all of this. Jay didn't I don't do anything think he's wrong. completely innocent at the firing back. Let the video go. So what? What did RG three say that was so bad in the video? He's just a tag. Called him a liar. He's called a snake. Yeah, a backstabber. Uh, he's, he's, he attacked him pretty viciously. He didn't call him a name, but he, he, there was a character assassination. It was a two-minute character assassination. What if he was telling the truth? Still, he should have been above it. Why? Why? What, I, I don't he said, look, it's an attention grab by Robert. That's all this is. All is. It's all an attention grab by Robert. Jay's playing golf in Florida. He made a comment on a football game. He wasn't even critical of it. If anything, he was critical of the coaches. Was like he was criticizing a player. I don't think attention grab is, is necessarily fair. Robert just might have those those opinions, and he and he feels like hundred percent he has those opinions, right? But he didn't have to put out a two minute attack video on Jay. Doesn't he have a regular show though? Was it part of his regular yes. show? So, yeah. Who? RG three has a regular show, oh, like I, a I, podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's RG three and the ones, something don't like know. that. Robert so his also said that Dan Snyder he alluded that Dan sexually assaulted him. I understand that I'm not on. Like, I'm actually saying I'm not on. Dream I'm Still not on for the book. I'm not Still on Team RG three yeah, on yeah. this. Put up the book. Um, and we all knew he wasn't going to come out the book. Um, I called that the first second he uttered the words. Well, I always knew he hadn't written the book. Like he acted like he'd already written the book. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, I'm just saying that Jay didn't have to respond back to the video. I don't blame him. I thought his response was mild. And I yeah, watched it could Will be overwhelming because huh? it could be overwhelming because Robert has a huge online presence. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It, 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 that's not necessarily Robert's right and what he's saying and Jay's wrong. But if you have enough people who are believing what you're saying, just you're just kind of overwhelming him by by quantity. You know what I mean? I just think, yeah. I mean, I think Jay's just out there in Florida playing Ro- golf. Robert and- Robert has a Robert has a platform to to yeah. kind of squash Jay. Yeah. Jay really doesn't have a platform yeah, to, just, yeah, to respond. Yeah, he's not nearly as big on Twitter. Yeah. Although even, Jay is on our station. Yeah. Yeah, but think of our station compared to ESPN. Oh, no, no, no. I, I completely agree with you there. I just, look, if I had to vote in the poll, I would be Team Jay. Yeah. However, team Jay and you can this. vote at Junks Radio. 100%. Um, I don't think he had to fire back with the low blows about Cleveland and Baltimore. 
He he w- he's tried to stay away from it, and he always tried to end everything with a little comedy. He's trying to bow out. You know, go race another pigeon. Uh, what was the other thing he did the other day? Wow, this escalated quickly. Right. Like he's the, he's the Ron just, Burgundy. Yeah, meme. but the go it race another pigeon is a it, you're mocking him taking a shot. Hundred percent. Yeah. So don't say he's acting. He's, t- he's being above it. He's not. He's getting he's down taking dirty, a shot taking in shots. A humorous way. Okay. A very humorous way. I love that guy. I know. <laughs> you like Jay, you so he can do that no much wrong. when he was the coach. No, I you called him like, a dummy a million times. <laughs> I loved him at the podium. I said it the day he left. I said, we're going to miss this guy. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. No. That's what's happening And I always here. said no. he could cook offense, but you know, it just didn't work as a head coach. For whatever reason. You did call him a big dummy a million times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call everybody Look, they dummy. lost a ton of games. <laughs> That's the reality. He had... I'm Team Jay on this. You can't convince he had me two, otherwise. Non-losing seasons. Jay One was a nine and a seven. Self-deprecating guy. His personality greater than Robert's narcissism. Sorry, I don't. I don't think anybody's going to disagree with team. you there. Robert has to get over it at some point. Yeah, at some point he's got to process it and move past it. All right, All right. we can take some of your calls if you want to chime in. 800-636-1067. It is a football Friday, driven by your local Honda. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Talking about this Twitter beef between Jay Gruden and RG3, where we're basically relitigating something that happened <laughs> 10 seasons ago. I mean, we're, we're two regimes past this at, at this point. Uh, Newport it's, Zeke. Seems weird. Well, guess who's bringing it all back up? Yeah. I, I'm not shocked One that, RG, guy. Yeah. that RG3 is rehashing it. Yeah. Newport Zeke tweets something that I think has something to do with the reaction. He says, I believe most will roll with Jay. RG3 is probably most disliked because he's assigned blame for the 13th season and beyond being terrible. His ego ruined what could have been a 10-plus year run of relevancy. And I certainly think that that's part of the equation. A lot of fans, much like with Chase Young, when a player ends up having a lot of promise, and RG3 actually had more production than Chase Young, and then that promise turns into disappointment, it then builds some resentment for a lot of fans. It's not necessarily the player's fault. They just weren't good enough, right? So a lot of people hate on Chase Young. He just didn't produce. Same thing with RG3, and that's part of it. But I do agree, RG3's ego has gotten into this. And then I, maybe I'm the only one, I think that Jay threw in unnecessary pot shots and probably should have been above it and just let it go. Well, I guess he agreed with you because he deleted the tweet. But I didn't think it was, I thought at that point, it was very benign. I, it, it, you know, I thought the Cleveland Baltimore shots that those were like 
meant those were personal shots to like sting RG three. Yeah, he just attacked him. Right. He just I said, just, that, I'm did, just saying I don't think that was necessary for Jay. Swinging back. Yeah, just swinging back. Know, I like think you're allowed. He's to. just responding. Jay's not. Jay's not poking at Robert. Yeah, I'm allowed to disagree with you. Understood. But this whole thing is just Jay being attacked. Just being attacked. You know, he made a mindless comment about a football game, actually kind of self-deprecating, saying, hey, if I ever put my quarterbacks in that awkward position, I'm sorry. Um, maybe, you know. And then RG3 did the thing, and Jay could have left it there. Just let let it just, it would have died on the vine. Right. But then Jay came back at him. Yeah, he responded and said, Jay, you, or Robert, what's wrong? You weren't prepared? That's not a bad thing to say. I think it also depends on how you interpret it. I think he was saying you weren't prepared. Well, I, I think he was asking. He was taking like, a shot. Well, I, I don't know. He was saying, maybe yeah. he wasn't prepared. Maybe he was oh. just prepared to, to run the I'm, offense one certain way, and well, when he couldn't do it that way. I agree with it. That's what we're relitigating the, the past. I, I, I was the first one to say I RG3 wasn't any good. I don't see a world where you can be Team Robert in this interaction. I, think he I, has I just don't see the world where you can be. The vote. It's like he punched him in the face, and you want him to just eat it and go away. He, he verbally punched him in the face. He's got 16%. <laughs> he, he verbally punched him in the face, and, and then you just want him to be the bigger man and walk away. But he did, like, he's kind of repeatedly you know, jumping in here. I don't think Jay needed to respond to RG3's initial tweet where it was just a picture like, what you talking about, Willis? Again, uh, you know, I don't know. I do think Jay could have been yeah. above it. Yeah, yes. but if you're, si- you're, if you're silent, then everyone thinks you're guilty. Not really, or they can interpret it as that guy's such a joke. Like if if somebody calls you something that you know is not true, you don't have to respond. It's, it's almost giving it's, it some it's, relevancy. It's hard because then people are you know they're all in his timeline saying, "Oh, Robert's cooking you." I mean, you know, I don't. It's hard to not respond to a big high profile guy like that. It's one thing for some like Juan uh, to break my balls, <laughs> but when you know. Robert does. Now you got the whole country watching. I don't know. All right, let's go to uh, Alan. Alan, what's up, buddy? So I think that Robert did not take enough um, heat, or he took enough heat that didn't allow him to be as dynamic as he wanted to be. And I think the ego with he brought to the game may have ostracized him from his offensive line and his teammates. For sure. Ultimately, I say that Robert should have been more meek and noble, and he should have given leeway to the coaches who were trying to coach him. So originally I said it's Robert's fault, but I think the fault goes to both player and coach. What do you think about this beef? You're kind of relitigating the coaching and playing back in 2014. didn't succeed. What do you think about this back and forth right now in 2024? I think it's all um, it's it's nonsense. It, yeah. it should be given up. Listen, yesterday was yesterday. Let's move on. We we keep rehashing these old skeletons, these bones, these ghosts. Let's just move on. Robert, be Robert. Do what you're doing now. Jay, do what you're doing now. And let's just move on. We're in a whole new regimen. We are excited for these commanders. <laughs> the the institution is being set up. Let's just keep moving. Let's just go. Good. That Cat Williams said. All right, thank you. Thank to look you. Forward. Not Cat Williams, back. that's another guy who started a bunch of Cat beef. Williams is blowing up, man. He's having a research for the was, end of his, his interview. His interview was silly. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, Shay Shay. 
It is it is weird though because you think about it. If you're Robert, like that time that time in your life, kind of sucked, right? Totally, dude. Like you're you're not you Robert's know you're not a, you're not at the peak you're not the peak of your abilities. You know, people are turning on you. The team is kind of uh, one side or the other. It was kind of a volatile point in your life. Like, why are you? Why do you want to go back and kind of revisit that that to traumatic yourself that traumatic yeah. Part he feels of like life. he's setting this record straight. protecting himself and blaming others. He just seems stuck. Listen, he seems stuck in that spot. I'll be like, honest with you. Robert's, a child who doesn't uh, develop. Yeah. I, I feel sympathy for Robert in a lot of ways. If you pull back the curtain completely, I feel kind of bad for him. The guy didn't live up to his potential. And I always say this. I feel bad for people who don't live up to their potential. And he's kind of like a better Ryan Leaf. Like, he did way more than Ryan ever accomplished. Yeah, he's accomplished much more than Ryan, but... For sure, but it, you look past, 2020, past 2012... Like he, had, he, had the wor- he had the world on his shoulders. He looked like in the he pa- was going to be the guy. He had it in the palm of his hand. And he basically had one year. And his career was a tremendous disappointment after that. He never came anywhere close to expectations after 2012. In fact, I'm not sure after 2013 if he threw more than four touchdowns in a season. I think he might have thrown like six though, over like the next seven or eight years. I find it. I just find it weird because if if you had a low point in your life, would you just want to keep revisiting it over and over it again? Haunts him. No, you want to get past. Think it. about it. You if you're think. Robert, it haunts you. You your Robert pro needs, career no, Robert was a needs disaster. Th- Robert needs therapy. Totally. His pro career was a disaster. He didn't live up to expectations. He was a big disappointment everywhere. He's desperate to still play. No one wants him. Um, he's famous. He's got money. But he is thriving on TV. He is. He's great and on part TV. of this, him putting himself on video is he's got this podcast and he's trying to get it to do well. Great self promoter. So it's content. It is. He's making it work for him. But I feel pity for him because it's got to be hard to live a life where you just so deep, deep down you disappointed yourself, your fans. It's got to be a hard life, man. I really do think though. Hard, hard to put your head down on the pillow and feel good about yourself. I, I think that's mm-hmm. too harsh. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, because you could also look back at it. It is disappointment. The, the lot, probably half the players in the league end up in if reality. If you break it down, probably half disappointed. Everyone is glorified as him, right? But he did make it. Who, who was the guy who was uh, who was like just to make it to the league is an accomplishment? Of course, if you go back to when you but were a kid Robert first was playing. That. I understand that, but he made it. He won Rookie of the Year. He's got money. He was on several he should, teams. He should be fine, but I think it's it's kind of like it's a hard life. And then he flipped that Be into a, a media career. It's a hard life. And he started out just doing college games, and he's blown up on ESPN where he's doing everything. He's not happy. He's got a void if he was his happy, life. He's not There's happy. There's no doubt about it. If he was it. happy, he wouldn't be lashing out like this. But you are correct. Um, 2012, 20 touchdowns. 2013, 16 touchdown passes. After that, never. four in 2014, which is the season we're talking about here yeah. with Jay Gruden and, and after that, RG3. never more than like two. And then two in Cleveland and uh, one career touchdown with Baltimore in three seasons. One of the biggest crash and burns ever. John Feinstein joins us next on a Football Friday driven by your local Honda dealer. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 